Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports Television Analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. All that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman that can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cooked perfectly. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. This is episode 35 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. You're on Flow Racing. We welcome you back, D. Welch. Heavy lunch in the house. Dylan, are you ready to go? Big week at Eldora Speedway with the Let's Race 2, the World of Outlaws race, and so did USAC and Robert Blue. The madman, the man who loves to talk, who doesn't care what people think, is back in victory lane since what 2018? It's been almost three years. Yeah, and, and that was obviously a, a big win for him uh, on a number of levels, uh, just to kind of complete his comeback from uh, the severe, you know, arm injuries and, and, and things that he had a few years ago. Um, you know, he's worked hard to, to obviously get back to a point where he's he's a contender on the USAC side. Uh, and then, you know, to so to not only win, but to beat the guy he beat, you know, and in Tyler, who uh, is without a doubt, you know, one of the best guys at Eldora, um, you know, maybe of all time. But, you know, certainly in the last, you know, last few years uh, had won five straight going into that second straight race uh, or that second feature on Saturday uh, and almost had six in a row. But uh, Robert got up in the seat and, and did his job and, and, you know, kind of stole one from, from sunshine. So, uh, I know that, you know, there was a lot of other, uh, a lot of other things going on, uh, really, I mean, specifically with Robert even this weekend, but, uh, hopefully people didn't lose sight of the fact that he, you know, is still a pretty darn good race car driver and, um, did a good job on Saturday. You might be wondering why I'm looking around. Did you hear my cat screaming, or was that just like me hearing things? I didn't hear. She must be locked in a room somewhere. I don't know, but uh, I thought I heard my cat yawning or whatever. 
But anyways, <laughs> Baloo, um, back up on the wheel. Tyler Courtney's car, incredible at Eldora. They were super good. Four top tens for Tyler Courtney, two with the World of Outlaws, a win with USAC, and a second-place finish as he and Baloo were battling it out at the Eldora Speedway. Um, again, you were talking about the opinion, you know, opinion of Robert Ballou. That's it's nothing new. You know, I I announced in 2013. You were to follow three or four years after that. Um, Robert Ballou is good for auto racing. Is that is that accurate? I think he is. And and listen, you don't have to agree with everything he says. I don't. Uh, you know, but the fact that he is willing to speak his mind and, and maybe he doesn't go about it the right way all the time. But, uh, you know, the fact that he's willing to speak his mind, I think is something that, um, that we need in, in really all forms of, of professional sports, but especially in racing, um, you know, because there's other levels of the sport where, uh, thanks for joining us, by the way, Tyler, um, this house there's other right. form, <laughs> there's other forms of the sport where, you know, and a lot of it comes down to the dollars and cents that are involved with these guys not wanting to get in trouble with their teams and everything. And that's, you know, that is what it is. Um, but, you know, that's something, the personality side of things is something that uh, is maybe lacking elsewhere. And um, so I, I'm, I'm all team speak your mind. You know, I, I'm, I'm all for, you know, if he wants to get on Twitter and he wants to say whatever he, you know, says or in victory lane or whatever, um, it, you know, I'm for it. Could he go go about it a different way, maybe a better way? Sure, of course he could. Um, but I think if you try to if you try to rein him in, you know, you you kill the essence that is Robert Ballou. So, uh, you know, you've got to take you've got to take the good with the bad with him. And sometimes he says things better than other times. Um, but I think, I think you need a, some, you need somebody like that, that, that creates, uh, you know, that maybe creates animosity or, or, um, you know, calls people on their shit. And, uh, and I like it. The two greatest race car drivers, in my opinion of all time, right? We have had, um, you know, the debate on this show, whether it be rip the fart or on this show about the Mount Rushmore of race car drivers, um, the top four race car drivers of all time. To me, it comes down to character, personality, entertainment, but also what they do behind the wheel of a race car. And there's no question that Robert Ballou is one of the greatest non-wing sprint car drivers in the entire world. He goes out there and builds a race car himself. He does it on a lower budget than most. And he wins races on the biggest stages and on the hardest racetracks there is. And that's what Eldora Speedway is. Now, I'm not putting him on the Mount Rushmore of, of drivers, right? Because, look, he is hearkened to a Tony Stewart or, or a A.J. Foyt who said whatever the hell they wanted on camera. They, you know, you, you Dylan, you know, your, your favorite thing from the Indy 500 was what, what was a What did A.J. Foyt say? He said something about all oh, that damn whatever did this, this, this like. Oh, just because he's talking about Jeff Andretti, AJ, yeah. Jeff Andretti, that damn Jeff Andretti or whatever. AJ, no, just because AJ Foy didn't have a Twitter doesn't mean you don't like. Stop being so soft. Seriously, all of the world, stop being so effing soft. I'm not kidding. Like, let him say what he wants to say. 
AJ Foyt, if he would have had a Twitter, would have been literally shunned from this world if he had a Twitter. He said it on national television, right? Robert Blue went on national television saying stupid stuff. Like, come on, lighten up, people. No, I agree. I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, I I think the thing that that he does that irritates people is that he doesn't let stuff go you know so he he just he's just a needler and that's and that's how he is you know he does that to you and i you know he just wants to you know bust people's balls and like you know get them worked up and but then but sometimes he just doesn't know when to stop and that's where he gets in trouble and so again you can't not like anybody's going to tell him what to do anyways, but you can't sit down. You can't sit him down and be like, listen, you know, maybe only do it half as much as you do it. Because if you, if you are roping him in, if you try to rope him in, you are like, you know, you're squashing part of his personality and part of who he is. So, you know, we can debate this till the cows come home, but you know, the fact is that, we, you used to work in a sport. I work in a sport where the fans complain repeatedly that, you know, they're tired of these drivers getting out of their cars and not showing personality, just being like, oh, it was a good day, you know, thanks to so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And you don't have that in sprint cars. You've got guys that wear their heart on their sleeve. You know, some of them are a little more restrained in maybe what they say, but others aren't. And that's what makes sprint car racing so cool. You know, but look, at the end of the day, race fans are the most impossible people to please in this entire world. They change their mind, you know, every other second about what they, you know, think is cool or what they think is right and wrong. So uh, there's going to be some people that love it, some people that hate it. There are obviously some people just, you know, looking at Twitter, the people that, you know, some of the responses and things to what Robert said and, and you know, what it was about. So, um, you know. Again, I think that I think that Robert, yes, while he, you know, I don't even want to say goes about it the wrong way, but, you know, there are things maybe he could do better about voicing his opinions on things. I think the fact that he voices his opinions and does not back down from anybody, I think, is a great thing for sprint car racing. And I hope it, I hope he never changes. Agreed. If you've been with us since day one of Rip the Fence, you know for a fact, the greatest, the greatest interviews on this show are with characters that speak their mind. And I know this for a fact because I have, you know, done all the numbers, seen all the numbers, looked at all the numbers forever that the greatest race car drivers on the show, the most talented race car drivers on the show, the rawest of talent don't get numbers. Nobody listens to them. No one cares see, because they don't see this is interesting. They don't say anything this is, interesting. This is the dude. thing. No, th this, but this is the problem, Tyler, is that 40 or 50 years ago, you know, or, you know, 30 years ago, if you're talking about Hewitt or whoever, but, you know, until the 2010s or, you know, 2015, we didn't have, you know, Twitter in the equation. So now, you know, Jack Hewitt, you know, could have went, you know, done his making interview and called, you know, uh, what's his name? Billy Shipman, a fat little son of a bitch. And if that had been on Twitter, you know, 
people would have lost their minds. Jack Hewitt would have been canceled. Well, we have to bleep that out, by the way. Just so you know, we have to be, we have to bleep well, out a, some of that. Instead. It's <laughs> a quote, but but my point. No, you can't say that nowadays. <laughs> you can't say. But that's that. what I'm saying. That's what I'm. That's my point. Is that Jack Hewitt would have been canceled so fast if he had given that interview in 2021. Right. And everybody loves it. Everybody loves AJ Foyt, you know, talking about Jeff Andretti all over the goddamn track and yada, yada. I mean, you can go on and on and on. Everybody loves these interviews. And I guarantee you these people that get on, you know, Twitter and, you know, complain about everything and complain about, you know, whatever, they would all be complaining too. And all these guys would have been, you know, you know, neutered and not given all these great interviews. So we can't have it both ways. It's not like you can just all of a sudden choose, oh, well, you know what, this this is appropriate and this is not, you know, or, or Robert's wrong today, but he's right, you know, he was right two weeks ago. Like you can't, you know, you gotta, you gotta take the good with the bad, like I said. So which way yeah. would you rather have it? Would you, ra- would you rather have right. somebody, would you rather have somebody that doesn't speak their mind, that just goes through the motions, thanks their sponsors every single week, whether he gets turned over or wins the race? Or would you rather have somebody that gets out of the car and when he's pissed off about something or somebody, he says it. And again, there's a difference between saying it in person and saying it on Twitter. But in principle, the concept is the same. So you got to pick. You're 100% right. I, I could go without hearing, you know, what you said. Obviously, it was quoting, right? But I could go without hearing that. I don't need to hear that. But it's still funny. I still laugh because I know yeah. that he's not, he's not insulting anyone when they say it, in my opinion. But I still could go without it. I could go without some of the things Robert says, of course. But at the same time, take it or leave it, my friends. But just like you said, like you can't like Jack Hewitt. You can't like AJ Foyt now after they're done if you don't like them when they're here. That's our point. That it's... It's ridiculous. Do you want entertainment or do you not want entertainment? People buy into the sport. People spend money on this sport. Flow Racing is in this sport for entertainment only. They're not here for boringness. Kyle Larson gets clicks because he's an entertaining person and he's hard to crack and he's hard to figure out. Be entertaining and then stop complaining on Twitter about Robert Ballou. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's... Be entertaining. And, and again... And again, and we've kind of we've kind of gone off on an aside here about this whole thing, but you know, the point the point of it is, you know, is that like listening to like the Midget Monday deal last night, you know, it's like, you know, Robert certainly gets himself probably in more trouble than he you know should because he again just keeps going, he just keeps going after you know whoever and 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 won't let it go, but. You know, again, you you can't have it both ways. So you gotta if if Robert wants to get on Twitter and he wants to be who he is on Twitter and that's who he is in person, then so be it. You know, I think again, I think it's um, I think you need characters like that in the sport because it makes people love him and hate him, and that's what puts people in the grandstands. Correct. So. Let's continue on the topic. You mentioned Midget Monday. I guess it's some kind of live event that Walkopedia and Brian Dunlap have started. 
is it essentially like a live hosting of like just like a press conference, but it's not archived? Is that what it is or what? It's called it's a Twitter spaces thing. So basically you can get on Twitter and like up in the top where you they have the, what they call the fleets, you know, which is like Twitter stories, basically. Um, you can do a Twitter space, which is like it just basically there's a couple admins and then anybody can join this space and just talk like the admins have to approve you as a as a speaker in the space, but anybody can join and listen. So last night they had, you know, they had Robert and Chase Johnson in there, you know, trying to make amends. Uh, and it went about as well as you would expect it to go. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was some high quality entertainment. That is for sure. I, so what happened between Robert Ballou and Chase Johnson? We already, we already know well, that this podcast, wait, 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 we already know that this podcast has history with Chase Johnson. We have an all access movie <laughs> of him wrecking you. Right. Um, Damian Gardner. Let's just go with some of the backstory here. Over the weekend, Damian Gardner was turned. He was moved. Uh, I thought it was a pretty decent move, in my opinion. Um, like, I'd be okay with my driver, like my fan, you know, if Robert or, or Tony or Foyt did that move. He didn't wreck him. Um, so let's just get that out of the way. I was okay with Jace Johnson's move. I think it's the way he did it, though, afterwards is the way that people's kind of rubbed people the wrong way. Did Robert go after him on Twitter or where did the where did the Chase Johnson blue start? That's see, that's what I don't like about some of the things blue does is he attacks people that he's not even involved with. Yeah, and that's that's what Chase's, you know, beef with it was last night is that like, you know, what has what has Chase ever done to Robert that would justify Robert just completely, you know, lambasting him on on Twitter. Uh, and Robert didn't really have an answer for it other than the fact that, you know, he just didn't like, like the move. So, you know, again, Damian Gardner has, you know, run over everybody under the sun in his career and, you know, everyone makes has, no bones about it. Has. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, right? you know, I mean, Chris Wyndham, Damian, Chris Wyndham went, went through a deal, right. With uh, a couple, a couple weeks or uh, yeah. almost an entire I mean, and, and I'm a, over people. I mean, and I love Damian. I mean, I love Damian. Like, I love watching Damian. I mean, he's one of the greatest sprint car drivers, you know, of this generation, without a doubt. You know, I have no no problem with Damian, but he is certainly not an angel. You know, I mean, he is he has run over and crashed his fair amount of people in his career. Uh, so the thing with Chase, you know, when Chase, you know, was you know basically his point of it is, well, you know, Damian's, you know, crashed you know, me or whoever, you know, a million times. So, you know, what goes around comes around, which, you know, to a certain extent is a, is a valid argument. I didn't like that. It was just so blatant, like that he very clearly just ran him over, you know, that chase very clearly just turned him around on the straightaway. You know, I didn't even try to, I mean, and you can make, you know, make the argument, well, it was a rubber down track, one lane, whatever. Like I, I'm, I don't like, guys very blatantly intentionally just running somebody over whether it's for the win or not it's just not it's just not what i think is is cool so but you know chase's point you know was you know was that damien has done it to plenty of people before he and chase i think have some sort of you know beef and and that was just how it how it was but you know i'm with you why Robert chose chose that moment or him to 
you know, just go after him. Um, I don't really, I don't really know, but he sure went after him hard. That's for sure. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. All right. This is, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, I'll clarify this. Cause I did kind of defend Chase Johnson a little bit. Um, I do think it's kind of dangerous to hook somebody on the, on the, you know, the potential of hooking somebody on a straightaway is, is pretty dangerous. Um, if you're going to reta- retaliate, like Chase said it was, it, you know, the way you're explaining it, Chase said it was a retaliation for what Damien has done over the years or he's watched people do over the years. Um, for his retaliation, I thought he did a pretty good job because he didn't wreck him. Somehow Damien saved the car on the straightaway <laughs> and still yeah. finished because Damien's just a freak. But, like, he could have hurt him potentially, right? Spinning him on a straightaway could hurt someone. Um, but Chase did do it in a way to, you know, if the way you're going to, I mean, I, we've seen it all the time, don't we? We were in NASCAR for seven years. That's all those stock car drivers do Yeah, is move people. No, I, mean, but I, mean, I yeah. wanted, I wanted people to move people out when Carl Edwards moved Kyle Busch at Richmond to win the race and their teammates. I was like, that's fucking awesome. Right. Like, yeah. That's freaking awesome. I mean, like, because stock car racing is boring unless you move people, but we don't do that. And, and that, that's the thing, the cool factor, right? The cool, you know, sprint car, you know, people like we don't like to move people, you know. Well, it's time to buck up, right? Robert's probably moved people before. No, and and, and I completely agree. I mean, I think that you know it wasn't like Chase went down in there and just fed him a right rear and you know destroyed his car. Um, but again, I'm just I'm just somebody that you know knocking you know nudging somebody up out of the out of the rubber is one thing. But like just driving over somebody and, you know, basically doing everything but spinning them out. Like, I just don't I just don't like it. And that's I mean, that's my opinion. But but you're right. He did not crash him or destroy his car. So he at least at least did that right. Um, But yes, Robert has, of course, you know, crashed people, too. So it's I don't know. You know, I I, again. I don't think we have to make any, you know, bones about it that you and I are both are Robert fans and we like watching him race and, you know, like his personality and, and who he is and everything. And, and that's fine. But, um, he, he certainly dug himself a big hole. Robert did by, by how he went about this because it was so just like kind of random and, and, um, you know, he just targeted him kind of out of the blue. So, um, but it's, it's sure been entertaining. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, he, trust me, Chase Johnson, if you're watching this, which I don't know if you are, cause you know, we've talked about you quite a bit on the show, uh, of course, around the chili bowl and everything else, but listen, like, don't take offense to Robert attacking you. He's attacked everyone. He's attacked CJ Leary. The, the, the last time CJ Leary got in trouble for, you know, the tire issue with USAC, there's still a pinned tweet on Robert's Twitter right now of calling CJ Leary a cheater. Like seriously, like he's yeah. attacks everyone. It's not, it's not a personal attack on you, Chase. Like he attacks everyone. Like just, you have to understand, just get to know him. Like get to know that he's not just doing it to be an asshole or he doesn't like you. Like he loves Eldora Speedway, but every time he rolls into that pit area, he makes a comment about Eldora Speedway. Well, guess what? Eldora Speedway for the past two races I've been to, the Governor's Reign and Saturday's Racetrack, were the best Eldora Speedway racetracks that I have seen there in 15 years. Like, 
the racing is incredible right now at Eldora. They fixed it, and people are still complaining. And Robert's one of them. And I'm tired of it. Yeah. No. I mean, and again, I mean, that's that's part of what makes Robert so polarizing is that you've got people that are on his side when he, you know, voices his displeasure about racetracks or people, and you've got people that are tired of him complaining. You know, they they you know think he complains and whines too much. So you've got both sides of the coin. Um, but you know, again, I, I would rather have somebody that stirs it up every once in a while than, you know, 24 guys out there who are just going to drive around and get out of the car and, you know, wave to the fans and load it up and head on down the road, you know, I mean, and maybe, you know, maybe it's because I'm not, we're not really in the sport that much anymore, you know, and we're just kind of watching it as fans from afar, um, but you know what? To me, it's to me it's entertaining, and at this point in my life, that's what I'm watching sprint car races for is to be entertained. So uh, I love it. Let's just laugh. No, stirring it up is an understatement. I mean, we're 27 minutes into the show. Robert has yet to show up. He's supposed to be here on time 27 minutes ago. Um, like we don't know if we're interviewing Robert Blue today at all, but he's already consumed 27 minutes of our show. Just because he won at Eldora, he finished second, he was up on the wheel, he was banging the boards, talking shit, you know, taking names, you know, signing babies, like, he just, it's like a hurricane went into Eldora, like, every time he goes to Eldora, it's like a hurricane of content, and it's just like, it's incredible. Well, and that's what I hope people, I hope, you know, that people haven't lost sight of of that this weekend, which I'm, I'm sure they have, but you know, Robert is a really good race car driver and he's really good at Eldora. You know I mean? He's, he is, he is right up there with sunshine as far as, you know, those big, you know, slick half mile racetracks. I mean, those are his wheelhouse. Um, so, you know, he's a damn good race car driver still. And I hope people, you know, I hope people remember that. And I hope that's, you know, I hope that's, you know, a big part of his legacy when he retires or whatever is, you know, not that he was a, a complainer, but that he was, you know, a badass race car driver that, you know, spoke his mind whenever he pleased. So, um, you know, that that sh- certainly should not be forgotten this weekend, you know, in light of everything that happened, that it was a great race on Saturday, um, you know, and and he's worked hard to, to make the comeback that he did. And, uh, you know, he was rewarded with with a $10,000 check on Saturday. Gentlemen, start your engines. The race car is pure historic. They are the ancestors of the current Indianapolis car. As we get ready for exciting USAC dirt car races. But we're not here for horses, we're here for horsepower. Wow, he's joining. <laughs> He's blacked out. Oh wait, there he is. Look at him. He's got a headset on and everything. Do you like my cat? What are cup? you doing? What are, are you, you doing? Drinking beer already. Nice of you to join us today. Are you drinking beer already? Hey, can you hear your? Yes, I am. I'm. No, this is coffee. Can you? Um. Yeah, can you? I'm... Can you turn your camera sideways or no? I can do whatever. Is that better? Way better. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Trucking? Oh yeah. <laughs> Where y'all going? 
Uh, where uh, just me? I'm going to uh, I'm going to Braceville, Illinois. I just left uh, Peoria. Now I'm heading to then I'm heading there to pick up a couple of beams, and then I head to Hammond, Indiana. Huh. Wow. And then Damn. home. So it'd be a long day. Trucking life. That's uh, that's they call that white privilege. <laughs> wow all right well, let's get this thing started so we appreciate you joining the 24 hours of the loud pedal podcast um yeah you know, this is we're, we were supposed to have a show yesterday well we did have a show yesterday but i screwed it all up <laughs> we have an hour show right before this interview of you of just me us talking about you and the hurricane that was eldora that you rolled into uh, over the weekend yeah so tell us tell us about some of some of the things that happened uh you guys were real good um you've always been good at eldora but when you go into that place you know you're you're looking to win and that's about it right uh i mean ultimately that's why we all go we are all chasing that victory it's uh it's like it's like uh, better than meth i think (laughs) except you don't lose your teeth most of the time you just might break a back or a neck or an arm or something but most That's of those a, can be fixed. I'm gonna say you've been there, you've been there, done that. Yeah, your teeth, uh, the the replacements aren't as good as the real deal. Wait, you have replacement teeth? <laughs> you have replacement teeth right now? No, well, no, no, no. no. I'm saying if <laughs> meth, meth, meth. Oh, I thought you were saying you bang your teeth out in a race car and you replaced them already. Not yet. In all seriousness, though um to get back in victory lane at that place after you know what you've been through the last uh year and a half or however long it's been two years um and to do it at eldora which is a place i know you like was that uh was that kind of like a monkey off your back feeling or how good did it feel i mean yeah it's always good you know what's crazy is that when i broke my back when i broke my neck and back like that was my first weekend back which wasn't even like wasn't planned that way then um, it just like, they actually said, Hey, x-ray show you're good to go. You're clear. Well, you know, obviously I haven't won a race since, uh, I broke my arm, um, which obviously COVID last year kind of had everything screwed up, but I had my race program, like, uh, really screwed up. Uh, uh, it's nobody's fault, but myself, um, you know, when, when you lose like, uh, your right arm, you know, your right arm, like when, when it comes to working with stuff, uh, you know, you got to learn how to adapt. Uh, obviously, Derek was around with me for, I don't know, 10 years. And when he started, he like he he Jimmy Jones gave him a broom. Hey, sweep the shop. Um, and like over the course of 10 years, you know, he got to where he could build a car um, with me. We could do we could do anything like we learned together, more or less. And we learned what worked good for me and he had a better memory than me because he doesn't hit his head on the mud all the time like I do um and so he could remember things that I would you know forget about and and like we all we we generally rolled out of the box you know fast uh never qualified that well other than in 2015 when we got some new motors and you know then I feel like everybody else stepped their game up but when he in 2017 um you know he kind of disappeared 
And so in 18, I, I brought Jimmy back because I didn't have any help and I didn't think I could do it on my own, which you can't do it on your own. And that didn't work out very well. Um, I wanted to work, I wanted to win worse. Uh, not, I want to say worse than he did, but he's getting old and didn't want to work as hard as he used to. And, you know, before he had two guys that, you know, did most of the work and he just watched the racetrack and, you know, did it maybe wound a turn here or there, but everyone else did all the work. Well, I didn't have those guys or the funding to be able to do that. I had just enough money to pay him. So basically I went to work every day to pay his salary and we had a piss poor performance for pretty much most of the year. So uh, I had to reevaluate and then obviously I got rid of him in, the, in ni uh, 19, I broke my arm and then, but I just got on my feet. I felt like I was headed in the right direction um, with setup wise and what's making me comfortable and blah, blah, blah. And finally I got to where I, I felt that I was headed in the right direction um, we had some issues and had to change, uh, manufacturers of race cars over the winter. Um, and so I switched to trip back to triple X, which I ran with, ran their cars with Dallas back in 2010 and the 81. And I had really good luck with it. We won a TNT sprint bandit championship and won quite a few races with them. Uh, I think 13 or so that year. So then you're like back to square one, uh, went to Florida with, you know, you know, basically an empty notebook of, you know, you, you have an idea where you need to be, think need to be. And, uh, we just kind of built off of that. And I struggled the first, I don't know how many races we ran this year, but I feel like the light kicked on at Bloomington, uh, the week, maybe a month ago. Um, we were in Bloomington Hobstadt and we were supposed to run Paragon. And, uh, I feel like I finally, what I felt that I was feeling wasn't what was actually happening. Uh, and I was finally able to, um, like see the light, if you will. Um, you know, I, uh, I don't have anybody around me that can say, Hey man, the car looks like it's too tight and you're flicking it loose on entry, which is killing you on your exit. Um, and where, where Derek and I had been together so long, it's just like second nature. Um, so now I got to do that on my own. So, um, and, and if we're close, I'm fine. But if I'm like off just a little bit too much, like I spend the whole night trying to find it, but then like you found it by the time it's too late. So you're just screwed. You know, that qualifies everything with you sack. Um, obviously I'm the, I'm the king of passing, but, uh, passing, you know, cars don't win, don't pay any money. Um, <laughs> Otherwise I would be retired already. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, I, I give my best and uh, I finally like saw the light at Bloomington uh, was still unsure. Cause obviously Hobstadt's like got a, it got a, you know, like a racetrack of its own, you know, uniqueness. And so I went to Hobstadt and kind of struggled there and finally got the thing really rocking and rolling. And, uh, I knew like when I went, I was like extremely disappointed when I went to Paragon, I'm like, I'm going to win tonight. Like I'm like 99, unless I get taken out, I'm going to win tonight. Uh, it's one of my favorite racetracks we go to. And, uh, 
and I've only ever been there about three or four times, four times, I think, and I've won three of them. And uh, it just suits my driving style, I think. And I finally felt like I was headed 100% in the right direction, which it rained out. So we went to Pennsylvania and uh, I, I was able to get better every night um, in the right direction. And obviously, you know, then we, we don't think we've been anywhere since then. Oh, I guess I tried to run out uh, Terre Haute and uh, had, a, had, a, had a brain. I put myself in a bad spot and, uh, and I junked the car. Yeah, yeah. So the, the car you want at with Eldora, at Eldora, right? So in my estimation, you did not have a first place car, either either one of those races, right? Is that accurate? I mean, Tyler Courtney uh, had the best car on the yeah. racetrack in the pit area all week, but you beat him. Yeah, you know, it's one of them things uh, that that 7BC car has been fast since uh, before Brian uh, passed away. Uh, I don't like I don't know what they've got going on, but it's uh, definitely in a league of its own. Uh, so basically kind of like I don't have that mind frame, but I think everybody at the pit in the pit area has the mind frame of, hey, the 7BCs at Eldora were racing for second. Um, I know that if I get my stuff right, nobody is better around there than me. Um, and, and I didn't give myself the best shot. Um, I don't, I, I feel like I, I was, I was better than him. And the, and the time wise, it shows like through the middle of that first race and I could see myself catching him, but, uh, you know, obviously he stayed even the whole race where I then faded back off um, and was, you know, back to the same speed, which once, you know, he got strung out and he was better through lap traffic than I was. And ultimately he got, he got a good, good, good lead from the, from the go. Um, and, you know, I think he started on the front row and I started uh, maybe sixth or something, fifth, fifth or something. So he got, Bassmaster. then obviously, yeah, then he was obviously flipped. I think he started sixth or fifth or I don't know where he's seventh, maybe um, in the second one. But he was definitely better at the end. But I feel like, you know, it's what Eldor is a place. If you give it 100 percent every lap in a non-wing sprint car, you're going to wreck. Um, so, like, I don't feel like I was showing my full hand, but I still wasn't as good as him. There's no doubt about it. Um, he was going to have his work cut out for him to get around me. Um, but you know, it's one of them deals when, when the pay is uh, 10,000 to win and $2,500 for second, uh, I think you'll wreck your mother for that. I would, I would. If I was, yeah. If I was ever in that spot, I know that yeah. I know that you take a lot of pride though. in being, you know, I know you probably wish it was different at times, but I know you take a lot of pride in being a one man show. So, you know, to, or kind of doing it on your own. So to beat those guys, you know, the guys that, everybody expects to win and you come in there and do it. Uh, what was that, you know, sense of satisfaction? Like, you know, I got a couple of guys, uh, I got a, a guy that lives right down the road from me. His wife uh, passed away a year ago and uh, you know, he's been an avid race fan forever. Uh, you know, went to the Kings Royal, went non-wing racing in Kokomo, like his uh, for, uh, for most of his life. So he goes now and he's like starting to learn what's going on. And then I've got a guy like the most dedicated, like sponsor slash 
helper, you know, it's basically turned into family guy, uh, you know, that you could possibly have a guy named Todd Reedy. He owns Berks Western Telecom in Pennsylvania. He almost drives out here every weekend. Uh, like you don't find dedication like that. And, uh, you know, hell, if you said, hey, climb up in the, you know, uh, the toter home and, and into the sewer tank and scrub it out, he would. Like he has no shame. Uh, he's the hardest working guy that I've ever seen. And he's like the most positive guy around. And, uh, you know, just to have like fresh faces, uh, you know, that, that haven't been around victory a whole lot, uh, you know, like it is huge. It's rewarding, you know, for both me and them. And, uh, you know, I feel like, um, you know, you know, a lot of years, uh, you know, you never even find a win or you don't hit your stride till, you know, the summer or whatever. And I feel like, uh, I'm in the best position, uh, you know, that I've ever been in as far as like, I got enough equipment with, you know, I just got this brand new motor and, and like, I feel like, I don't feel like I'm where I need to be like in 2015, but I feel like, um, you know, where I was in 2014, where, you know, I started racking up wins as the year went on and, and then 15 was like lights out. Um, and like, I still feel like I'm, I'm like, we're working on a shock program, trying to like, I, I'm struggling to get a feel, but I'm almost there. And if I get it, like, I really think it, it will be lights out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys have been really good. And it was fun to see the new crew uh, win at Eldora because they were just genuinely super excited about it. I, I was hanging around a lot. Of course, you guys have Miller light in the cooler. So that, uh, that helps, that helps me be around there, you know? So um, congratulations on that win and a huge, huge victory for you and your team. Um, I saw that you were in the, the midget talk. Uh, uh, you know, what is that Monday? What do you do is roll down the road and talk to people? Midget Monday. Midget Monday. What's, what's up with you and Chase Johnson? I don't have any issues with Chase Johnson. Uh, I, I'm a, like, I'm a race fan and, uh, and I was a chicken shit move. Uh, you, you know, you don't spin a guy out down the straightaway. Uh, you know, it, 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 that's like, uh, getting a participation trophy. Like that's not a win. Um, you either drive around them if you're that much better than them, or you have to settle for second. Uh, like if you can true, I, I don't care what's happened in the past. Like that's irrelevant. Like you can't hang on to the past. Like, you know, Donnie shots doesn't get wrecked by a guy. And then tomorrow night, uh, you know, set, he's set out with a vengeance to wreck that guy. Like that's not his MO. Like the, the guys that race for a living, um, and that are good at it. Steve Kinzer, you know, all these guys, they didn't just go out, uh, remembering what happened, you know, a week ago or a month ago or a year ago and, and retaliate because that's not what wins races. And, uh, he'll find out like, uh, he'll, he'll be here and gone before long and we won't have to worry about him anymore because if, if that's the attitude that you have, uh, you're never going to be successful. Um, and I kind of got, uh, I would say, uh, tricked into getting on the midget Monday. I had no idea what midget Monday was. And, uh, um, you know, it's like a circle jerk, if you will, uh, with a bunch of rich, rich kids, uh, that, that don't have to work and, uh, been spoon fed for their whole life. And, and then you got some, uh, you know, fast typer guy who, who's let his new job go to his head. Uh, and then, and then you got the, you know, one of the guys from dirt vision, 
you know, sends me a text message. Hey, can, uh, it's a really hot topic. Could you please come on here? I said, I didn't even know that you even had a show. I didn't even know what I didn't. I don't even know how you'd get on. So like he sent me a picture of a screenshot of circle on the top of the Twitter page. I didn't even know that Twitter had something like that. I'm just a knucklehead that uh, me neither works, work, works 60 or 70 hours a week and, uh, you know, to put food on the table and uh, buy brand new race engines because uh, uh, it's called motorsports and it all starts with the engine. And, uh, you know, I kind of got uh, uh, about, you know, Tanner Thorson's, hey, get on here. This guy, hey, get on here. Well, I didn't know what I was getting into. Uh, and it was like uh, Robert Ballou against the world, which is maybe fine in a uh, face to face. Oh, boy. But... I think you said a rough patch here in Indiana. This was just getting good. <laughs> we got bad service. There you go. There you go. There you go. Are, are we back? No. Yeah, no, you're good. No, and I, I felt like, you know, you kind of did get ganged up on there. And and obviously, they're, you know, everybody's all pissed off and everything about, you know. He was ganged up on all weekend. Your, though, your Twitter and, you know, whatever. Like, you know, I'm not defending you. I'm not defending Chase. But I felt, you know, yeah, I yeah, felt yeah. like th they kind of backed you into the corner a little bit. Oh, absolutely. But, but what a, so what about that move, though, Robert? What And I know you I know you've said you didn't like it. But what about that move? like got to you so much that you wanted to, you know, tweet about it as much as you did. And I mean, you know, well, there, die, on that, hill, one, die on that hill is the wrong term, but. Yeah. I put out one message, you know, uh, you know, that, that it was a chicken shit move. Um, and then I was sitting, getting a load in uh, Hammond, Indiana, uh, a couple of like the next day. And, and like, uh, that, that message had just like blown up, like, you know, 25,000 views or something like you, that's like unheard of, of a, of a silly message for, you know? Um, and, and like, I would say 95% of the people agreed with me that it was a chicken shit move. Um, like you, like it's, it's, we're racing. We all want to win. Uh, you, you, but you can't spin it. Like, even if you're the faster guy, you can't intentionally spin a guy out. Or, you know, as he says, oh, I just bumped him so he would lose one spot. Come on. There ain't anybody that, that's that good, especially him. You know, like, if he could have drove him through uh, the concrete wall, he would have. Uh, you know, but then the next day I'm, I'm sitting, I get a little notification on flow about, you know, like, what the heck's going on, you know, or something. And, and like, it was like uh, – I forget what it was. Well, the second or third thing down was, was a video that said flashback from King of the West. And, and, and the cover of it is, is DJ Neto's car with him behind in his 68 wing car. And he's like driving through the cockpit off the exit of the corner. And I'm like, wait a second. So I watched the video and I'm like, you know, DJ Neto on a restart with three to go floated it in there Gave him a slide job, was clean as day. What does he do? He tries to hook his right side of his rear bumper and drive him into the fuck into the fence. Well, he missed. So he just kept his foot in the gas. And before you know it, the right front wheel of his car is like literally in DJ Neto's steering wheel. 
you know, like that's not, you're never gonna, you're never gonna be successful doing stuff like that. And like, uh, uh, you know, like it just doesn't make sense. So now obviously he's got his feelings hurt because he thinks that I've been like, uh, hanging out with Tim Truex, trying to get some, uh, you know, videos on him. Like it just, if you go on flow probably yeah. right now and go back through their feed, that, like the one video is him spinning out Damien, scroll down a little ways and here's him wrecking DJ Neto. Like, uh, you know, it just was a coincidence that, that both of those races, like both of those were in the same, you know, th on the same page of, of flow while I was just trying to kill time. Um, you know, but he wants to say that, oh, Damien deserved it. And, 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 uh, you know, if I, I didn't, I didn't want to do it or if I have to do it again, I will blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, like champions don't, that ain't how they race. Like you have to put the stuff behind you. Uh, yeah. You know that, you know, there's certain people you can race good around and there's certain people that you got to get around quick because they might wreck you or whatever. Like, but uh, you have to race your own race and you have to race your own race car and you have to be smart, like, um, and, and trying to intentionally like half spin a guy or so you can lose one spot. Right. You know, that's not winning races. So I on this, so we, we have discussed in this podcast a lot about Chase Johnson because he crashed Dylan at Chili Bowl and we got it on a film. It was an all access, right? I actually like Chase Johnson for the fact that he's brought me entertainment, right? Like, Dylan's episode is one of the most entertaining episodes because he got crashed. He flipped Chase Johnson off, blah, blah, blah. So everyone knows prominently at the Chili Bowl that Chase Johnson crashed Dylan. Um, so there's that. But like, so I have no problem with Chase Johnson. However, he wants to race people. He's going to have to deal with it. Just like Aaron Reitzel right now, the way he's racing people in the outlaw series, he's got to deal with it. Chase Johnson's got to deal with it however he wants. Right. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I don't think, and I told Dylan this, I, I thought he did a great job not wrecking him. But like you said, it's pretty hard to not wreck somebody when you're turning them on a straightaway because that can get pretty dangerous. So that was my yeah. point. That was my point. I think Damien just is one of the greatest race car drivers ever. That's why he saved that shit, right? I mean, uh, he, he saved yeah, it after he was spun know, on a straightaway. Yeah, like he, you know, like he's, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that I put him in the. He's the man. You know, he's one. You know. He, he won his cup, you know, share races out here, but obviously, you know, uh, you know, I feel like he got a late start in general. Uh, you know, he actually raced a couple of races for my dad before I was old enough to race a sprint car. Um, you know, so I've known Damien for a long time. Uh, you know, I, does he race hard? Uh, he's the hardest racing guy out there. Like, uh, I don't know that I've ever seen a guy, uh, you know, with it with as much emotion as him like as far as his intensity level is like through the roof and, and when you race at that intensity i can't do it because you, you end up wrecking and at times like has he ran into people has he screwed up 100 we all do we're humans but um you know like i think people forget that you know he is a legend he's been around he's won a lot of races he's won big races he's won the chili bowl um, you know, he's won all the nationals. He's, he's really good. Um, and, and, you know, then you got a, a guy who's probably, uh, you know, I don't know any history on chase Johnson, but what, what it appears is he's a spoon fed spoiled brat. Uh, I don't know if that's the facts, but, um, 
that's that's the way I can see it. So, uh, you know, until I see otherwise, uh, that's where I'm at. And so your, your big problem with it is just the fact that there's a pattern and it's 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 he's continually from what you've seen purposely just run people over. Absolutely. Like what, what, what are the odds that you pull up, you know, a flow and like whatever. And, and here he is in two videos on the same page, driving through people like, um, you know, your career is going to be short lived unless your parents have a shitload of money. Um, because no, and nobody's going to tolerate it. You know, obviously if he goes wing racing, he's going to end up getting his ass beat. You know, USAC, I don't think I, I don't, they might allow it, but I'm not going to be the first one to test the waters um, because then they might not allow it. But, uh, you know, like I said, they're like, oh, well, you're going to, if he wrecks you, you're going to fight him. I said, we're out of World of Outlaw race. Clearly it's game on. Like, uh, you can, uh, it's a free for all. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that fighting's answer, but here's the deal. Like, I would rather, uh, you know, go around the side of the trailer and punch each other a couple times and, and hash our deal out then, then wreck, you know, you know, $50,000 race cars or hundred thousand dollar race cars. Cause it's it, they, like, he should know race cars are dangerous. He's had an incident that, that, that caused, uh, you know, some catastrophe and, and, uh, you should never use, you know, a race car a, as, you know, as a weapon, if you will. Mm-hmm. A fist will get the message across. Yep, I agree. That's what Jack Hewitt says, right? Absolutely. So, obviously, we've hashed this out. Uh, that's that's just one of the many topics. Um, but uh, you're, you got to get back to work and stuff like that. So we'll save it for more more podcasts and make people come back, right? I think you probably should just start your own podcast. Wouldn't that be easier than than just uh, you know stirring stuff up on Twitter and stuff? I think team has, has his own podcast. So. There you go. You guys, you guys can be on one together. That'd be good. You put us out of business. <laughs> if you did yeah, that, I don't think, I don't know. That, I don't know that that would be that good. If you did one with Ian Timez and I wasn't the producer of it, I would never talk to you again. Come on. <laughs> I don't I think be... there's any producing going on there. <laughs> well, there yeah, it's just op- open the mics and let you both go. Yeah. Hey, I got to tell you this before you go. So I have two stories. So Matt Weaver, after he covered you at Eldora, was like, how did I ever not know of Robert Ballou? He's like, that is the the craziest, you know, most quotable race car driver I've ever met. And I've never and I've met like so many of them, he said. I'm just I'm just uh, down at the bottom of the food chain. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. And then. So Dylan and I were working a NASCAR race in Iowa one time and we called you because we were trying to get Dylan a ride in your sprint car. Cause he had never, he's tested a sprint yeah. car or something, but he's never raced it. Right. So I think yeah, he yeah. called, then he, then he backed out. <laughs> I Not think true. we were just talking about, we were just discussing the fact that he's a good race car driver, but he's, he says he crashes too much, whatever. But um, he called you and he said, do you remember my friend Tyler? And you said, and you said, what did he die? <laughs> that was your first response. Yeah. How can you forget Tyler? <laughs> yeah. He comes and drinks all your beer. Yeah. Well, uh, the beer don't ever run empty, uh, between John Ballou and, uh, Todd Reedy, uh, the cooler stays stocked 24 seven. 
Hey. Well, I'll have to come find I'll have to come find you at Knoxville or SmackDown. Do you know that when you ran them like uh, piles of shit cars, you were so fast. Now you're in the best car around and you put too much pressure on yourself. That's that's the problem. That's, that's exactly what Larson told me, too. You guys are pretty smart. Yeah. Just get just just uh, you need to you need to borrow T. Mez's one hitter and, and chill out. <laughs> I do. I got the hey. Just speaking of that, his one hitter, which is of course tobacco, uh, you know, purposes only. Yeah. Um, you know, of uh, course. it's it's a big old vape oh, pen. Bro. It's a it's a big it's a big old uh, nicotine vape pen or whatever. I got a slow mo of Team as that I want to put right here right now of this vape, like in Florida. He looks over at me and just rips a thirty just second smoke roll right at my camera, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait He's to like show it Snoop on Dogg. <laughs> He's like Snoop Dogg. Got no. lungs for days. <laughs> it, it is. I'm pretty sure it's men, you know it's menthol, menthol nicotine, right or something. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so where are you where are you heading out here? You're rolling through the cornfields. Uh, before we let you go, uh, thanks for. Don't go on that midget uh, talk anymore. Come on our show if you want to say no, anything. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Blame you. I wouldn't be either after what happened on Monday. Ah, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it'd be one thing if I knew what I was, what, what it was even about. But like, uh, the way that, uh, uh, what's that knucklehead that ha- uh, has the midgets that run Schumann? What's his name? Uh, Dunlops. Yeah. Dunlops. Uh, yeah, like he just kind of he kind of done lap. Yeah, yeah, he set me up. Uh, but it's fine. I like so so. Let me let me just comment on this real quick. So, and when you're talking about getting ganged up, you're talking about all most of the majority of the outlaw guys ganging up on you because you called them out for not racing on that racetrack on Friday, which was you know smoke owned up to it. He apologized to all of you guys and said, "Look, I shouldn't have got on the PA and said what I said. We should no, just cancel." Yeah, we should have just canceled. But in my estimation, and I told Dylan Welch this, if the non-wing guys can go out there with cars that could take off at any moment, why can't lockdown wing cars go out there? That's what I don't understand. You know, know, gravel kind of like gave me a jab of, oh, we're running 30 mile an hour faster. Well, you got got a 25 square foot wing shoving your ass down into the racetrack. Like, what, what more protection do you want? You know what I mean? Like, here's my biggest, my, my biggest thing of the whole deal. We, there was uh, 29 or 30 non-wing cars or somewhere around there. And there was 40, uh, 40, what was there? 38 or so, uh, wing cars. Had they went out, if they weren't too big of prima donnas to get their race car muddy, the goddamn thing got muddy when they were out hot lapping anyway and went out and packed the track. If they put 38 more cars out on that track in 20 minutes it would be in perfect condition but they didn't want to get slop mud all over their car because maybe it wouldn't cut through the air just right uh i think they need to get harry hogg uh over there to get the the airflow uh tuned up around them things so that when it's they're a little muddy they go better but you know it's just unfortunate i do feel that uh maybe it would like it wouldn't have been uh, the best race that you ever seen at Eldora, but, but unfortunately, like, I don't feel that the day race was that good. Uh, you know, it locked down rubber 
yeah, there were a lot of passing in the wing car because, like, there were guys that went straight to the back at the beginning, and then, like, when the rubber hit, like, they, they came back forward. It was dusty. Hell, at one point, you couldn't even... And uh, did I lose you there? I think you got you now. You're good. Yeah, so... So, like, uh, the car in front of me, so I know that nobody could see. You know, I know that the camera, I've seen some camera shots, like, heck, you can't even see the guy coming out of turn four other than just, you know, like, if his car was wide or whatever. Um, you know, like, that's not what the fans spend their hard-earned money to come and see. And, and like, if you drag the show on till, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever and then pull the plug, like, like they're there, like that's a day that they wasted, you know, they could have went to work for Christ's sake or went to bed or whatever, you know, and obviously what I don't feel that it was Tony's fault. He was backed into a corner. I know Larson wanted to race. Like he was pretty adamant that he wanted to race, but uh, there were some guys maybe that's related to him that uh, didn't want to race. Yep. And the, the only thing, other thing I would say is what Tony did was exactly what Earl Baltus would have done, right? You and I, Robert, have been there when the checkered flag flew at 3 a.m. You know, like it's yeah, it's no, it's no, it's no shock to anyone that Eldora wanted to get that race in, and yeah, and and, and we've seen Kings Royals that were ass. We've seen Kings Royals that were one lane yeah. lockdown ass cheek races, and like that would have been yeah. a one lane rock lockdown ass cheek race, but who cares? Yeah, you know, my whole thing is like, in my, in my, from what I can remember, if Earl. Dang it. Was alive, he would open the picture. Um, but obviously, uh, everybody in today's world keeps getting softer and softer and softer. So, you know, if enough people say, oh, no, we're not going to race. You know, if the track was glass slick, uh, because they, we were in a drought, uh, nobody would say a word. But but now it's too wet. Like, come on, like, you know, just because your race car is badass in the black slick, uh, and, and you know, like in my opinion, like I I got to see it all. I was around listening to um, the guy complaining that hey, weren't th this is dangerous and and, and uh, it's unsafe and I'm not going to run and blah, blah, blah. Well, all racing's dangerous. Like that's why the fan, like the reason that that bull riding is sold out every night for the, for the PBR is because some crazy sucker has just sat on a bull. That's, you know, 3000 pounds and, and is hanging on for dear life for eight seconds, hopefully. And then gets hopes that he gets off the off the bull and over the fence before the bull sticks his horn up his ass. Like that's what everyone's there to see the excitement. Right. Um, and, and, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, more exciting than others. Um, but like, I just don't understand how, you know, you could just say, Oh, it's, it's not safe. Well, no racing is safe. And had they went out and packed the track with us, I do believe that it would have been, it would have made for safe racing, you know, then you get a guy like uh, super Hess that says that the bottom 30 foot of the racetrack uh, had water on it. Well, 
uh, he must use the same tape measure that he that he uh, measures his uh, his friend with because 30 foot uh, it's wrong. I'm may, maybe maybe 10 foot, maybe yeah maybe 10 foot. I, that's all I'll give it. 10 foot of the track was unusable, um, but had they put forth of an effort, um, I do feel that they could have got the race in and and you know the. I think it would have made for a better race on on Saturday, but I will give Eldor Speedway a lot of credit because as hard as that track was and as much rubber was on it, like to get it turned over within an hour and a half or whatever they had, like if they could do that all the time, uh, you know, the place would, would, would be unbelievable. Yeah, they've had some really good racetracks since the last two times I've been there. The Governor's Reign and then Saturday's racetrack was really good. Of course, the day race rubbered up, but um, no, I think, I mean, we could hash this out all day long. Uh, I just feel, you know, as a fan, I was deprived of seeing, you know, 25 of the or 24 of the greatest race car drivers in the world, wing sprint car drivers on a tacky Eldora racetrack. I was, I was taken away that opportunity to see those guys wrestle a tacky racetrack, whether it was single lane or not, who cares? I want to see him go 120 mile an hour, right? I want to see him go top speed yeah. baby i want to see him fly i don't want to see him single car qualify around that. i want to see him try to race around that thing and i understand safety and i appreciate safety and of course we don't want to kill anyone we don't want to lose anyone we don't want to see any of that happen but at Absolutely. the same time would you guys have been okay if you just if you guys ran your feature you most likely ran the bottom in right got in the bottom a little bit more worked in and then they could have yeah. ran their heat races or right right i mean couldn't they have done that in the hour and a half we sat there absolutely and that's the thing you know like uh, you know what, after we, you know, did our deal or whatever, we, you know, we wheel packed, we, we, we put heat in the engine. Cause that's what they wanted. They, they blew the horn. We have eight minutes to do it. Then, uh, then it rained and then we had to heat our engine again. Then we had to wheel pack. Then we had to hot lap and then we, you know, qualify. And then, you know, boom, uh, you know, went over to Levi. Hey, are we racing? Yeah. We're racing even if they're not racing because it sounds like they don't want to race. Well, it would have made them look even worse than they than I feel that they do or did simply because, you know, we like we're, we're the knuckleheads, you know, like we have no wing on nothing to push us down onto the racetrack and, and we're going to go out there and try and uh, wrestle the bear, um, you know, and, and obviously to save face, uh, Tony, you know, obviously then had to force us to not run that night. Um, but it, and, and it's not his fault. He was kind of probably, you know, forced into the corner. It's a perception, right? If, if, if you guys would race, someone would get hurt. If you, if, you know, then it looks like, Oh, the outlaws were right in their decision. And you can't do that. You can't, you can't race. If someone gets hurt, you know, and then, then the outlaws are like, oh, we didn't get anybody hurt because we didn't race. It's, you all have to race or, you know, it's just it's just a, a pickle that was brought on by a lot of different scenarios, not necessarily one person's fault. Um, yeah, but but it, it was just a little disappointing. But in, in, in their defense, Saturday's race was amazing. Both of those races, I was perfectly Absolutely. fine with both. Absolutely. Of those, all four of those races were amazing on Saturday. And I thought Eldora had an awesome weekend. The fans were crazy. It's the biggest crowd I've seen in five years. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. I know you're bouncing all over the place. You need to get some new shocks or something. Uh, yeah, that that, uh, that truck needs road. to get new shocks, not your race car. <laughs> that's brand new. Well, not brand new, but that's pretty new. 
What's your what kind of whip do you got? Uh, Peterbilt's. Peterbilt. Eats. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Got to have a Peterbilt. All right. Well, stay out of trouble. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Even though it was the uh, Rolex Twenty Four of Loud Pedal Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thanks, yeah. Robert. Later. Got any beer in that cup? Nah, it's coffee. It's it's, uh, it's one forty-five. I thought at noon you switched to beer. It uh, usually, but um, you know, I try to work during the day now. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> what a, what a concept. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I, I will be having an IPA here shortly. Don't worry. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Later. You guys don't have too much fun. All right. You see neither. Ya. See ya. So now I went from a boat to two snowmobiles and a camper. I don't know if the snowmobiles work yet, and the camper definitely doesn't work. But luckily, Sun Dollar Restoration is getting ready to fix it this week. And that leads us right into our hat shakes. Brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. Um, I'm not being serious, Dylan. Jason is going to fix my camper for me. He's going to seal it up. How is he going to do that? I drove it from Ohio to Michigan when I moved here. And my wife and I, of course, we sealed it up. We don't, we're not carpenters. We, we fought the whole time. Like, it leaked the whole way. It, it has water damage now already. I know. So, I saw it when you I, had it torn apart in your backyard in Charlotte. <laughs> so it's we're supposed to be going camping on Memorial Day. And you know what condition that camp is. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. You'll be able to you'll be able to go to the little 500 if that's the plan. <laughs> Fire mold, uh, any of that kind of damage, also storm damage. Sun Dollar Restoration does it all. Um, they are based in Indianapolis, so get a hold of them if you'd like. Jason and Kim are good people, and they can take care of the process for you by, you know. All you have to do is sign on the dotted line and they'll get with your insurance company and fix it for free. It'll cost you nothing. Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week. They've been our sponsor uh, for the past six episodes or so. And um, they're they're doing Circle City. They have a partnership with Circle City where they're one of the founding partners there. And that race is coming up next week. I'll have some content with Zeb Wise this week. Hopefully I'm taking him late model racing. I don't know if that's happening. Um, but we will at least have a shop tour or something like that coming from Zeb as well and our partners at Sun Dollar Restoration. All right, Sheldon Hoddenshield won with the World of Outlaws, beating Donnie Schatz on the last lap. Donnie nearly winning his 300th World of Outlaws series of race. I told Sheldon, I was like, look, um, Donnie's going to get 300 eventually. You know, it's just at this point, you're chasing 300, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's ever going to get to 300 other than uh, Donnie and the King, right? Yeah, I mean that's a it's a big number. I mean, it's uh the you know and, and the thing that obviously that has made, you know, Donnie so successful is that he's been at it a long time and he's been successful for a long time. So, uh which is hard to do. You know, it's it's uh you know, it, that longevity is is very difficult to have and and continue. So, um you know, that's yeah, I mean it, it's inevitable he'll get there eventually for sure. I agree. Brad Sweet um, may be going to chase that number down, but he didn't win. Brent Marks. I, I'm thinking maybe a hat shake for Brent Marks, dude. Like, I think he's had three wins in his family-owned car since separating with CG, CJB Motorsports. Now, we don't know all the details and why he's not driving for that team anymore, but there's got to be 
maybe a personal decision of leaving that team or something because he is endlessly fast in his family-owned car and doesn't really need to run for anyone else besides that car. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always been good, you know, obviously in the family car. And then, as you said, you know, since he left CJB, he's been uh, has been really good. So um, it's uh, – it's it's interesting, you know, because I think he's I mean, he's always kind of flown under the under the radar, you know, as a guy that, um, you know, is is one of the better sprint car drivers in the country. You know, when you look at it, you know, you don't normally have Brent Marks at the top of your list or near the top of the list, maybe. But um, I think he's you know, he's proven the last couple of years that he's you know, he's legit and, um, you know, is uh, he can win, you know, on the national trail and somebody else's car in his own car. Um, you know, went at different racetracks. So he's, he's, you know, making a strong case for himself that he's uh, a force to be reckoned with. USAC, we already mentioned Tyler Courtney won the first race. It was his fifth straight at Eldora. Congratulations. It was a day race. He held off Robert Ballou. And then in the nighttime for the USAC National Sprint Car Series, the nightcap, if you will, Robert Ballou holds off Tyler Courtney in a spirited battle. It almost seems like those were the only two guys that showed up to Eldora. <laughs> I mean, that's, it was a, no, no knock on the guys who had good runs, you know, Grant and, and Bacon and those guys who had top fives. But I mean, um, they were, these guys were battling it out about a half a lap ahead of everybody else. Yeah. I mean, they're both just so good there, you know, and, and, you know, Tyler obviously is good in everything there. I mean, he's good in the, he's won in the midget. He's won, uh, in the silver crown and he's won in the sprint car there. Um, you know, so he's, he's one of the best at that racetrack, you know, in recent memory, there's, there's no debating that. Um, and, and Robert's the same way, you know, I mean, um, you know, he's won there several times and, and like we said earlier, you know, the, the bigger slicker, the racetrack, you know, that's kind of where he, uh, he seems to shine. So, um, they, you know, they both, you know, no surprise that it was those two duking it out, but you're right. You know, they were, they were the class of the field, you know, all day on Saturday. For sure. Let's continue with our um, Sundeller Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week. We haven't uh, given ours yet. Um, Timez. Pretty sure Timez has won three features over the weekend, um, if I'm doing this correctly. Boss, won, he won at I-96 with Boss. He won at Gas City in the sprint car. He also won in a regional midget series race at Gas City. So two features at gas city for team then he drives up to I 96 and wins with boss too, Dylan. He didn't go to, he didn't go to Eldora, but he still poached the wins over there. Uh, and, and that's, that's pretty good percentage there. Three races, three wins. And he just posted on social media a little bit ago that he forgot his gear bag at gas city. So he was wearing Anthony D'Alessio's suit and then somebody else's helmet and somebody else's shoes. And, but his, <laughs> his like caption of the photo was like, you know, no Hans device, no head sock, no radio, <laughs> you know, and still wax their ass or something. I don't even know what it was, but he just, you know, like went completely old school, borrowed somebody else's stuff and and still went out there and, and won. So that was, uh, that's some vintage team as action right there. We've been talking a lot about characters and, and saying what you want. Team as is, is definitely though, not as, you know, though he's not as, um, you know, raw or if, as robert and doesn't say as much stuff to get him in trouble as robert but uh team as is still one of those guys who's a gasser and that gets out of the car and is entertaining as hell um southern iowa speedway doug sylvester won wisconsin wingless at beaver dam and also at wilmot chris klemko and tim cox 
Antioch, Jeff Ensign won. And, ba- and then, of course, we mentioned at Bakersfield, Chase Johnson. Um, he he beat Damian Gardner in a spirited battle. Did you see Damian, like, trying to, like, go after him while while he's doing a cage stand? And he's like, yeah, oh, Damian, yeah. like, wants to fight him? Like, it was insane. <laughs> well, and, and the Chase Johnson thing, too, you know, he – he had a 360 and started like 16th, um, you know, and still won that race. So, um, you know, um, amidst all of that chaos, you know, he it was still a a, a pretty impressive drive um, by him. But yeah, my favorite part, and I tweeted about it. My favorite part of that whole thing is whoever was doing the interview, the victory lane interview. You know, there's people screaming and Damien's, you know, flipping him the bird and you know trying to you know kill him and you know all these things. And the guy doing the PA interview just just keeps digging, you know, just keep, keeps doing this interview. Doesn't ask him anything about, you know, what's going on. Like, you know, just, hey, man, you won. You know, how about that? You know, while there's, you know, ab- absolute melee over their shoulder, um, which I thought was pretty funny. We've been in that position before. Well, there's stories. I feel like you got to acknowledge it, though. Right, no, but we've we've told Robert this before. The, the first USAC race that I ever announced was at Lawrenceburg, and Robert was going on and on about the track prep at Lawrenceburg. You don't like that place. There's too many rocks. The condition's terrible, blah, blah, blah. It's a badass racetrack, by the way, in my opinion. Um, it, it separates the men from the boys. But I walk up in the stands. Why don't you take the microphone out of his face? It's not my job to, to um, filter these people. Are you serious? Like, it's my job to put a microphone in his face and let him say what he wants. I had the same exact thing happen to me at Lawrenceburg. It was probably the same guy that said something to you that said something to me. But that, again, goes not to rehash this, but that, again, goes back to goes back to, you know, our point. Like. It's on Robert, you know, it's on him to say what he wants. And if you don't like it, you know what? Quit buying tickets like, sorry, stay home. He says has no direct reflection. Right. What he says has no direct reflection on the track, the sanctioning body, the announcer, whoever. It's it's all him. If you want to take it out on him, that's fine. He's got to own up to that. But I'm just tired of the complaining. Like, come on. Don't try, don't try to change him. Just ignore him if you want to. Um, yep. What else do we got here? We're, we've been we've been getting on this tangent. We might as well just release this whole show, just us talking about this. Um, well, Lincoln I don't Park's think Robert's going to be here anytime more. soon. <laughs> and you've got to leave here in 20 minutes, too. The Berg, yeah. Ricky Lewis won. Shane Cockrum won at Lincoln Park Speedway. Congratulations to Shane Cockrum. Can't wait to see them race at Terre Haute in the Silver Crown Series. Nevada, Cody Baker won. USAC wingless Oklahoma, Brett Wilson won. Let's get to some of the wing sprint car winners. Brett Marks, we mentioned he won. Sheldon Hodenshield. Um, Matt Weaver has interviews with those two on flowracing.com right now. He was there at Eldora uh, mixing it up, mingling with the peoples and getting some drama. I, I believe there were some – Shoehart Reitzel drama that we also have posted on Flow Racing between well Reitzel has everyone in that pit area mad. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, here's the thing. It's another thing about Robert. And I already defended Reitzel last week about being an entertainer driver and being a fantastic race car driver. He's won a lot of freaking races. But yes, he makes a lot of people mad and he understands. But he did own up to the Shoehart thing, you know, accidentally turning him whatever it was out of the corner. I think it was out of turn four. Um, but it was pretty blatant. It looked like from from everyone else's angle. So, uh, but he did own it, and and you can see that piece on Flow Racing. Husits Austin McCarroll won the opener of the 410 Sprint Cars. Placerville Shane Gal- Golubic, um won with the Wing 360s. 
uh, getting NASA victory. Matt Covington beats Blake Hahn at I-96 with ASCS. So, yeah, ASCS was was racing 50 minutes from my house, Dylan. I wasn't there. Um, MSCA, Beaverdam, Travis Arnez, URC, Jason Soltz, Bedford, Ocean. Justin Sanders has now won 11 sprint car uh, features this year already. Wow. I might be I might be missing one. I might be missing one in there. But I'm pretty sure I read last week he had 10 and he just won an ocean again over the weekend. He has 11 now. That might be the most out of anybody. Yeah, that's a um, big that's number. All, that's all that's all 360 sprint car wins out the west and of course um there's some talented race car drivers out there including Silver Dollar winner Tanner Carrick. IRA Brooke Tatnall won Butler 410s Quinton Blonde a victor. And then ASCS Southwest, Colton Hardy, Lincoln, TJ Stutz. Those highlights run flow racing. OVSCA, Ohio something, Ohio Valley Sprint Car Association, I guess. Corey Crabtree um, won <laughs> Riverside 360 Sprints, re- Dale Howard. And the Selena Highbanks Oil Capital Series, Alex Sewell. Those are all the winners, the sprint car winners. That article is on flowracing.com if you want to check it all out. I didn't realize we had that many dirt track series in the entire world, let alone here in the United States. Those are all 410 and 360 sprint car winners. There were some midget winners. Uh, sorry, the National Midgets race this week. They were off last week. We won't talk about you until we're racing national races, right? I guess <laughs> yeah, Power Eye. I guess Power Eye. A... I guess Power Eye's racing, yeah. but you know, USAC. I'm talking about. And USAC does have a big weekend of midget racing coming up this weekend at, at Sweet Springs, which you know should be a, a couple of really good races. My hat shake. Uh, I'm going to give it to Tyler Courtney because, um, again, you know, I don't think anybody watching the show that we, we need to explain this to them, but, um, the transition and the speed at which he's made the transition from being a full-time non-wing guy to basically a full-time wing racer, um, and the success he's had doing it, um, should not be, and I don't think is, but should not be lost on people. Um, because we've seen, plenty of guys that have, have, you know, tried to do this, you know, that have, that have struggled for a little while to get it figured out. And, um, you know, Tyler's done a really good job, you know, as you said, had top tens across the board and, you know, both the non-wing and wing car at Eldora, um, you know, going to have a victory or two under his belt, you know, by the end of the year for sure. Um, you know, in the wing car. Um, so just continues to be impressive. You know, it's, um, it's, it's no small task what he and, uh, you know, Jake Argo and those guys have done. So, um, it's been, been impressive to watch how good they've been. No question about it. Um, and it would be probably hard for me to not give a hat shake to Robert blue just because he hasn't won since 2018. He tried to kill himself a few times, uh, with some huge crashes. One when he won at Kokomo running into a car that was flipping, um, and broke his arm, had a massive surgery. It was terrible. But he's also banged his head a couple times. Didn't he have a neck injury, uh, Dylan? He's had several, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's this guy lives on the ragged edge. He's like, for instance, he is, in my opinion, like uh, Darren Clayton. Darren Clayton, in my estimation, was a guy you showed up to the racetrack to watch hot lap. That's it. Like, yes, he was going to win the race, most likely, if he didn't crash. But you showed up to watch him hot lap and time trial because he had no fear. Robert Blue has zero fear in his body. None. Could care less. Would would rather, 
you know, die in a race car. That's 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 the fact of the matter of all these people, right? That race in race cars would rather die in a race car than die doing anything else. And that is Robert Ballou. And that's why he gets my Sun Dollar Restoration hat shake of the week. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you for the Miller Lite. Yes, he's a, he, and that's another hat shake. He has Miller Lights in his cooler, and that's it because Miller Lite is the best light domestic American beer that you can drink on a cold ass sunny day at a racetrack or a day at Eldora with the pizza burger. Um, trust me, the cooler's filled up with Miller Lite at Robert Ballou's pit. That's why I'm a big fan. He doesn't have Derek there anymore to keep the real beer in the cooler. I learned a lot about some beer tastes uh, over the weekend. You know, like uh, we got the Bold Rock at, at Brad Sweets. He got a, he's got a he's got a sponsor with Bold Rock um, with KKR. Mm-hmm. That's Bold Rock's good stuff, man. That's if you're gonna drink cider, Bold Rock's the way to go, in my opinion. I, why am I yeah. saying this right now? We don't have a spot them yet. Um, not yet, but. No, so the pizza burger, while we're waiting on Robert, we got 13 minutes, so you got to go do What are you doing today? Why do you got to leave? I've got a meeting, and if we don't need to wait on Robert, we waited 45 minutes for him, so I think we've waited long enough. <laughs> All right, so my Sundollar Restoration my Sundollar restoration hat shake of the week was to Robert. Yours was to Tyler Courtney uh, and everyone at the Clawson Marshall Racing Team. Watch Chasing the Challenge on flowracing.com right now. Our first episode is out already. It was at Attica. We're going to have an entire second episode coming from Ohio Sprint Week. Dylan, where are you at next? You're racing your micro still. Where are you working? Uh, I go to uh, mid-Ohio this weekend for IMSA, and then I will be in Indy next week doing 500 practice for a couple days. So I'm looking forward to to getting back to the racetrack and – getting back on on the television so it'll be uh be a lot of fun and hope uh hope to run out to circle city at some point next week and just check the place out um you know since i haven't seen it in person i don't know that i'm going to be able to see any cars on the track but just would like to see it in person so um looking forward to being home for a few days here's the thing i'm likely going to indy tomorrow i'm going to get scott petrie who built circle city raceway i'm going to do a piece with him i could throw that in here I could also potentially just throw any soundbite we want from Robert Blue at Eldora in this deal to end this show and just call it a day if you want. But, like, I feel like the conversation has been good. Uh, I know we probably defended Robert a little bit too much, but uh, I think we hit both sides of it, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you know, Robert can be Robert is going to be Robert. He And no amount of people telling him what he should or shouldn't do is going to change who he is. That's just who he is. So, um, we all either have a choice. We can all, we can all whine about it on Twitter and, you know, be babies about it, or we can just deal with it. And if you don't like it, there's a pretty simple way to not see his tweets. You can unfollow him or block him or whatever you need to do. Um, you know, but again, I'm, I am staying out of the who's at fault, you know, with the, uh, you know, between he and Chase Johnson, that's, that is just is what it is. But, um, Robert is Robert. And if you don't like it, uh, you know, you can do something about it by, by, uh, not buying a ticket if you so desire or not following him on social media. It's pretty simple. <laughs> by the way, I almost forgot to mention this and we'll wrap up the show here because Robert is most likely working and, and he works harder than us. Yes, I sit he, in my was, he, he, yeah. was, he was working today. We didn't say that. He didn't just blow us off. He was actually working no, no. today. 
No, he works a lot and he has to. He says he works 90 hours a week, which, uh, you know, is probably facts. And, you know, I sit in my basement and do about the same thing, but there's a lot of Xbox involved too. Uh, but I, I have to say this because I forgot about this. Um, we have a new presenting sponsor, Dylan. We have a new presenting sponsor of this podcast. Uh, flowracing.com has signed a new presenting sponsor for the flagship podcast not the flagship podcast because anderson four tenants uh the flagship podcast but you know the loud pedal brand is now sponsored it is a big partnership deal um with quickpits.com you may know them from you know zeb wise's top wing um but quickpits got the quickpits.com dude i'm gonna mess that up a lot i'm sorry steve like can you say it Quickpits.com. Quick Sweaty pits is, is more like what I got, right? <laughs> Quickpits.com. No, let me tell you about Quickpits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 350,000 national parts and accessories from the brands you demand. Truck, Jeep, auto, and ATV with fast, free shipping to your door. Use promo code FLOWSPORTS at checkout for additional savings. That's FLOWSPORTS, F-L-O, sports. One word, at checkout for additional savings. Dylan, I believe I'm going to be buying a Jeep here soon. My wife wants one, of course. You know, I told you I'm not cheap anymore. Um, you know, we're going to get a Wrangler so we can pull the camper and, and our snowmobiles and stuff like that. I'm thinking it's going to be pink, but I'm not sure might be purple the truck you just we'll bought see. isn't gonna pull that little ass camper it is but no we we're, we're getting ready to get rid of a volkswagen tdi that's been our best vehicle ever um i love the volkswagen dude like the volkswagens like i would buy another volkswagen for a jeep but you know it's just kind of jeep country up here you know you just gotta you gotta roll over to the beach with your jeep you know soft side oh and that's what we went to austin texas and i had a soft sided uh jeep patriot so or not jeep patriot gladiator and i'm like this thing's awesome so I'm bold strategy with two two Christ two Chrysler vehicles in your front driveway. That's a bold strategy. You Ford guys can suck it up. All right, so I, I've been a Ford guy my entire life, and we got eight minutes here, so you got to go. Um, I've been a Ford guy my entire life. Let's I've wrap it up before Ford. then. 